Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode 160, and today we're going behind the story, and I'm your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator and co-host. And for our Behind the Story episodes, you know we like to talk to creative professionals across industries to unpack their journey. And today, we're going to hear the story behind cosplayer and content creator Lil Chaos. Chaos, if I may call you so. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. We had to battle Discord um, to to get here. Uh, People will never know the story of that, but uh, (laughs) um, we persevere. So... Uh, for listeners, you can subscribe to Story X Story wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you can always send us your feedback and questions to studio77 at mymatter.com or on social media. We are at mymatter on Twitter slash X slash whatever Elon decides next, at mymatterTV on Instagram and TikTok, or at Tazzy on everything. And I'm um, being made aware that you could also send us questions on Spotify as well. So basically, just like, reach us contact us want to hear from people um, and as we go into 2024 we are continuing to work on our new studio 77 membership which will give you access to all our video content that we've been pumping out on uh, twitch uh, manga content as well and special access to my matter events you can always join our discord for free today to be part of the my matter universe and meet others in the community and we'll have more on the coming membership uh, soon So before we learn more about today's guests, let's update you with the latest from the MyMatter universe. So we are fast approaching the end of another year, which is scary in itself. But before we get to the end, we do have a bunch of things that we're still working on for the next um, month and a half or thereabouts. So with our manga, We've been talking about this for a while, but we have our Against All Odds preview, which is up on Kickstarter. This is our new story, which will be part of the Origins line in the My Matter universe. So this will be our series where each of the My Matter team have been turned into characters in the My Matter universe. That bit is done. And then we're working on stories to show how each of them got to the My Matter universe. So it's all very meta, but the idea is to create stories that hopefully resonate with the individual and readers as well. So we're starting with Tazzy's story in one that is called Against All Odds. So it is a reflective, hope-filled manga about pursuing your creative career goals in the face of heavy resistance. So we're hoping this will resonate with people and people will jump on board the campaign, uh, contribute, share the campaign and help get it made finally so we can launch it for next year, for 2024. So check that out. And when it goes live, pledge, tell a friend, tell multiple friends uh, as well, because we're looking forward to putting another story together. Over on the games front, we have our Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign, which is something that we launched last year and are making a yearly initiative for inclusion and diversity in the video games industry. We are building on last year. We learned a lot last year. We learned a lot this year uh, as well. And we're putting it 
all into practice as we go. Um, so we've done a bunch of events, our own events. We've done roundtable events. We've done game jam events. We've done networking events. We've also appeared at other events. We've been at Comic-Con twice. We've been at Develop. We've been at EGX, having a lot of good discussions and showcasing uh, the photos of our 40 plays and makers. And we have one more event left. So on December the 16th, we will be doing our first International Future Summit. And this is how we're gonna round up and recap the year of the Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign each year and also look ahead. So it's gonna be a live stream event, bringing together video game fans, aspiring professionals and current professionals from around the world to talk about games and the industry uh, that we all enjoy. So we'll be discussing future trends in the industry and also letting people know what we're gonna be working on for 2024 and how you can get involved. So definitely check that out for interesting discussions, showcase of games and yeah, just looking, uh, looking ahead. Uh, so thank you to Rocksteady Studios who have sponsored us for another year, allowed us to build a campaign, make it sustainable, make sure that we can have participation be free for people uh, and so more people can get involved and we can take the campaign in different places. So thank you to them. Staying with Twitch, we have another round of Studio 77 activities. So each month we've got different live streams and by the time you're listening to this, we will have already had our casual conversations with the comic creators. So this is a monthly series where each month I do a one-on-one -on -one interview with a different comic creator about themselves and the craft of making comics. So we just had our episode where I spoke with Lara Callahan just before we both went to Thought Bubble. And uh, she is a member of the Whip Comics group talking about their recent Kickstarter success and just stuff. Um, so you can check that out. Usually new episodes are the first Tuesday of each month, but the schedule can shift. So make sure you follow us on, uh, on Twitch and follow our socials to get the latest. Uh, and then at the end of the month, so on Friday, the 24th of November, this time around, we'll be playing games. So we'll be playing Bish Bash Bots, which is a new game, tower defense game. We're going to be playing that live on Twitch. None of us have played it before, so as usual, it's going to be a healthy dose of chaos. So check that out from 7pm GMT live on Twitch. And you can also check out our YouTube page for past Games Night highlights uh, that we put on there. And then next year, we'll be putting full episodes of everything on our Studio 77 platform. So members can gain access to uh, full uh, episodes of things after they've disappeared from Twitch. And if you're a young and aspiring creative professional or you know one, then check out our showrunners work experience program. So this is a new program we launched this year and we're making opportunities for young people aged 16 and up to work with our team across comic production, video game events and content creation. So a lot of different roles for different interests uh, and building different skills. So yeah, it's been a really cool program and we've just started it. So it's going to continue developing. Uh, we've had a bunch of people, we've had like 10 or 12 people uh, so far this year. So if you're interested in getting involved next year, check out myamada.com forward slash showrunners or email us at hello at myamada.com to find out more. And now you're all caught up. Let's get into it with today's guest. Little Chaos is a full-time content creator based out of Wake Forest, North Carolina. She has been creating content for four years on all social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. She originally started as a gaming creator but has branched out to variety gaming, cosplay and product 
reviews. Chaos is a high energy creator that loves tying creativity into her passions. Listeners of the podcast and those who follow Maya Maddow will know that creativity is a very important thing to us. But what does creativity mean to you? Creativity to me is uh, just being fresh and new to the eyes of people watching, you know, things on the internet, things that are just brand new to you. Like, how can you make something stand out? How can it be different from the many, many, many pieces of content or videos or anything that's already listed on the internet? So it's just something that is different. It's new, it's fresh, and can be easily... Uh, I guess it can easily stand out from content already that's been made. Awesome. Love getting like everyone's individual like perspective of of creativity. Maybe one day we can just do like a mashup of that question back to back. Anyway. There's an idea. Let, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some creativity happening on on the spot. <laughs> so let's go into the start of your journey. So where did you grow up and what got you interested in cosplay and content creation i was raised in i was born in north carolina and i was actually raised in new york um and then we ended up moving back to the south to north carolina (laughs) and i've been here since 2009 it's been a while and now we're here in the south um and it's kind of funny because i played video games growing up as a kid my dad always made sure we had The new latest and greatest systems, whatever it was, or the newest games, you know, if we came back home with like really good grades in our report cards, we, you know, he'd be like, hey, you want this new Game Boy? And we'd be like, yeah, yeah, we want a new Pokemon game with it too. And he's like, you got to get student of the month. We come back with student of the month. And he's like, all right, we get you a new game too. And we're like, yeah. So whenever that happened, I always made sure I was like on top of my game to just get new games because I really, really enjoyed playing games. But that actually changed a lot when I came to the South and it was interesting. I was like really focused on dancing and cheerleading. My mom actually like she took me to this place and was like, hey, do you want to like join a dance team or something? And I'm like, I don't really know that like this is what I want to do right now. But I ended up trying out. I made the team on the spot. I joined their practice like that moment. And I did that for like 10 to 12 years and then started coaching And like during that time, I didn't really have time to play games. I didn't like I had very minimal time to do anything like that. So like it kind of left my life for a while. Um, And then college rolls around and I met a group of people that really liked playing games as much as I did. And they introduced me to this content creator, this YouTuber named Shady Penguin. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Pokemon. Let me see if I can like, you know, like just keep watching his content. And maybe one day I'll be able to do something like that. And I didn't know that it would be something like this. So with that being said, fast forward another four years after I've graduated college, um, my boyfriend at the time was streaming on Twitch and he was like, why don't you try streaming on Facebook? It's brand new. And honestly, like you might just pop off because the site is so new. And I'm like, I don't really know. Like Facebook is I've never I didn't even know Facebook had like gaming or like anything for you to watch. I don't even know what live streaming is. I only knew about like VOD content, which is stuff that Shady Penguin did. And he was like, just try. And I think I busted my butt for like another month to get everything set up. And yeah, that's where I started. Just by playing the game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, uh, well done for like getting the into the dance troupe like on the spot. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was so insane. Like my mom's like, "Hey, you want to go try out?" I was like, "Maybe I'll just go see what it is." And I was I was in their practice. They put me in the routine when I when they said yes. It was crazy. That is wild. So. Being a content creator involves putting yourself out there a lot. Were you like really outgoing in school? And what was your journey through education like? Mm, yes, I was super outgoing. Um, but I liked a lot of stuff that people didn't really like. Like I loved anime. I loved Naruto at the time. I loved cartoons. But not everybody liked that. And they like were very mean about it like when I showed up to school with my little Naruto headband like they would make fun of me and like that's just kind of how my high school years went until they actually saw that I was able to dance I was able to flip I was able to do all of that stuff and then of course everybody switched up like oh you're actually really cool because you can do a lot of stuff right that that's like how it goes honestly high school was miserable for me I hated high school just because of that I didn't really have people to bond with over the stuff that I really enjoyed so I just stayed close to like the two friends that I had that also did cheerleading and stuff. And it was kind of easier to to <laughs> to live, I guess, and make it through high school. But then in college, it was it was a, a whole new world. I was actually like really struggling with the idea of school. I didn't like school. I never wanted to do school. And I mean, I did it. I have my bachelor's in psychology and a minor in sociology. But, you know, it's cool. Like I was able to, you know, bring something back to my parents like, hey, I did it. Like I actually achieved one of the hardest things I think I'd never be able to do. But I also really like doing this mom and dad. And it was like it was dancing. I ended up meeting a group of people that loved anime and cartoons and stuff that also really like dancing that also taught me how to be a break dancer. So <laughs> college was a bit more fun because I was able to like really express and learn all the things or really like talk about and express the things that I enjoy doing. So college was a bit easier because I had those group of people that enjoyed what I liked. Oh, that's nice. Like yeah. finding your people, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and so like what do your non-gaming like friends and family think of content creation? Do they watch it? Do they get it? What's the consensus there? Um, my family is honestly really cool. My mom and dad have always been the people like if you like it, I love it. They've always mm. been like that. No matter what I decide to do, are they questioning it at first? Yes. But they have always seen some success from what I do because I just don't have to do it. You know, like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And they've always seen the good outcomes of it. Um, so, you know, my dad, even now, like I've inspired my dad to like wanting to do a podcast. My mom wants to do book like a like book reviews and book content. My grandmother wants to do fashion content because she's always done stuff like that. Um, and my sister, she actually just graduated with her doctorate in physical therapy. She actually creates content now. And it's like really cozy content and how she, you know, lives day to day with chronic migraines. Um, so, you know, it's been very inspired, I feel like, through like my family and they have seen success from it and they support it. My friends... I mean, they support me like uh, the people that I met through dance and stuff. They definitely see the success every time they see me. They're always saying that they're really proud of me and they love what I do. I um, mean, that they're looking to start something very similar. But, you know, I've had many people reach out like, how do I get started? What do I do? What, do I, what, what are the items and equipment I need to have? And mm -hmm. it's honestly I think everybody has been very supportive. I think 
there hasn't really been anybody that's like, this is weird. This doesn't make any sense. But they see that it works and there's revenue from it, monetization. Mm. So, you know, then it's like, oh, snap, it's actually like it's worth it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it seems like you've had like a really wholesome experience. And like, it's nice that everyone sort of like inspired each other. And that's really cool. Yes. What's been the best advice you got for content creation? And most importantly, did you follow it? <laughs> Ooh, um, I think my biggest advice is to be patient with yourself and to do the things that you enjoy doing the most. You know, don't let anyone influence you just because something else is working and it's really popular that you need to do it. Now, if it's popular and it makes sense to the type of content that you want to create, then yes, by all means, go for it. <laughs> but be very patient. Some people blow up overnight. And I think a lot of people have seen that happen. And they're like, oh, I want a thousand people watching me. I want I want immediate money. I want someone to donate thousands of dollars to me every month. And truth be told, like, that's not how it works. Unless you are already very popular from another platform. You're, it's just not going to happen. And I started from zero, from nothing, from zero on all social media platforms to over the, you know, the five digits on three or four social media platforms, you know? So, you know, and that took four years for me to do. And I, I was very patient. Try not to compare myself to other people. Nice. So going to more into the content itself, can you share your processes for content creation? Like how do you get set up for a live stream or what planning takes place or, or like set up with equipment and stuff? specifically for live streaming i typically i just like really playing the things that i really enjoy doing so like pokemon was my main game that's actually the game i started streaming with um and i would really pick like the most popular you know every th three years we get a new pokemon game so luckily when i started a new pokemon game was coming out so i was able to kind of like tailor my content to all the things pokemon because there were raids that you could do with your friends that allowed four people you can battle each other you can do a ranked uh grind on pokemon you can shiny hunt you can do so many things on pokemon so you know i tailored like every day to have a specific event so you know my mondays was like max raid monday we would go in there and do raids and i'd rotate groups tuesday is like you know, shiny hunt Tuesday, Thursdays or throw back, throw down Thursdays because we're about to battle each other. Um, so, you know, I really tried to tailor it to what I'm already doing. But, you know, when Pokemon kind of died out, I had to like really switch that around. But I try to just make it fun and exciting for my community, knowing that they can come play games with me or if they're going, we're not going to play games together. We're just going to watch and converse and just have a good time. But yeah, my content's really community based. I just want everyone to come in, tell me how their day was. Like, I just want to talk to y'all. I just want to know that y'all are good. And I just want to mm. play the game together while doing that. Um, and yeah, for the equipment and such, I mean, I have a pretty, it's not extravagant. I mean, I think it might be kind of extravagant, but um, <laughs> I, I only run a one PC setup um, with three monitors that allow me to see the game, the chat, and then my OBS. I have two key lights for really good lighting. Um, and I, I actually was running a Sony a6000 for the camera, but now I use a Logitech because I was having some issues with that camera. I don't know. I think it's my cam link. I'm not too sure. Um, and then I have a Avermedia capture card that helps me capture either my PlayStation and or Nintendo Switch content to the screen. And I am running the Logitech Aurora Collection uh, mouse, keyboard, and headset with an Elgato Wave 3 microphone. Nice. And like when you sort of sit down to stream, do you have any like pre-stream 
processes or ritual? Like, do you listen to music to pump yourself up or do you like grab, I don't know, I was going to say a cup of tea, but I suppose that's a really British thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Like, what's your like, what's your like... I'm pretty sure we export tea to other, we, we send it out to the other places. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's as widely adopted as, you know. Uh, we really, uh, we're obsessed with coffee over here, I think. I don't know how common it is there, but when I say that we tear up some coffee, we tear up some coffee over here. Okay. Now <laughs> I, um, I actually am like a coffee connoisseur when I say that I have to have coffee before I start. If I don't, I think it's going to be a weird day for me, but I'm not a coffee, a caffeine addict. I mean, I am like, if I don't have it, I get headaches. That's another story. That's another story though. Anyways, I typically I mean, make sure like that addiction. I, it is, it is. I'm not, um, I'm not a doctor or anything, but... Oh, no. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's very common here, though. The American way is crazy. <laughs> Everyone can agree with me, though. I promise. So, yeah, I typically make sure that I have breakfast. I know these are, like, really basic, but, like, you know, when I wake up, the dog goes out, you know, I shower, brush my teeth, always do my skincare. Like, my skincare is, like, my, you know, it's, like, I'm calming myself before the day starts. Um, I cook breakfast for me and my significant other. We eat at the table together and the dog eats with us. Like he eats at the same time we eat. Fun fact, every time I finish my prayer and I say amen, my dog goes to eat. Like he knows amen is like the cue to go eat his food. It's so crazy. It's adorable. It's so cute. Thank you. I, I just started noticing because like I like sit there and I'm like, amen. And it's quiet. And then we have this toy that he uses to eat. And when he hits it, I'm like, you waited for me to say amen. This is crazy. <laughs> so we I always do that. And then I go in my room and make sure I have my coffee beside me. And I like kind of like search the Internet, you know, really quick. Uh, it's just something I do. Make sure I'm checking my emails. And then I kind of start setting everything up to go live. And it's like that is my ritual. I don't do if that's not done. I don't think I'm going to go live that day. Like that is just my routine every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we recently ran a content creator roundtable looking at the opportunities and challenges of being a content creator. What has been the biggest opportunity that has come as a content creator? The biggest opportunity? Um, I was given a partnership on Facebook gaming about two years ago. It was called the Black Gaming Creators Program. And basically it is it was like a year program. And then if you do well, you would be re-signed for the second year, uh, which included a salary every month that allowed me to continue to do this full time. So that was probably like the biggest moment of my streaming career. And it allowed me so many opportunities because I could say like I have a partnership status on a platform, a well-known platform. Um, and they always asked me for different opportunities to work on their social media. I was like the first person to ever be featured for 31 days of cosplay on Facebook gaming, like showing people that you can incorporate so many different things into gaming while still keeping the gaming aspect. You're just being a little bit more creative about it. So that did allow me that was like the the breaking point, you know, like it was like, oh, snap, like I have the status and like I feel a little bit more valuable to the content creation community now. That sounds like a really amazing opportunity. It was crazy. Well for that. Like, congrats or... Yeah, just awesome, awesome. And then on the flip side, what has been the toughest moments for you? Mm, I feel like there's so many. 
there's so many and everybody goes through something so different uh, in their life. And I don't know, I've had many. But my biggest one was like, so the person that got me into content creation, like basically like life flipped, you know, did a whole like 180 flipped upside down. I don't even know what happened. Like my parents were splitting at the time and my significant other was like really not like supportive and just really mean about it. Like it really wasn't a safe relationship. It, I wasn't even, I should have left a long time ago, but you know, life. And like when I finally got the chance to leave, you know, I didn't have a setup. Like I didn't have a live streaming setup. I had no monitors, no nothing. And I had to try to figure out basically how to start all over. I had no one to help me with setting up like OBS stream elements, like all of that stuff. Like I did, he did it all for me. So I didn't know. <laughs> But, you know, telling my community that I'm like, oh, I'm going on like a really long extended break um, and I don't know when you guys will see me again because, you know, this is like during COVID. I wasn't working at that point because everything was closed. And honestly, if I didn't have the community I had, I would not be where I am or probably even like speaking to you guys, you know, like it's one of it's one of those. Uh, but my community really pulled together and like helped buy new equipment for me. Like they helped me get a keyboard. They helped me build a brand new pc my mod sent me money to to build the pc my dad bought me new monitors like my mom let me stream in her closet like my mom was in the room like if you open the door she's sleep right there uh -huh. and i was in the closet like that's how you know like it was it's so much going through your mind like i don't want to wake my mom up i don't mm. want to bother her i don't want to do this i don't want to do that like you know i can't yell i can't do this it's just so many mm. things that I was like, this could be so difficult, but everybody made it so worth wanting to do this again. I, yeah, that was by oh, far like the, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that, so does, that sounds like it was a really, a really tough time, especially doing that all happening, like during COVID as well, like out of all the times. <laughs> yes. Of all the times when you want something to do, to do yeah. it, it's almost like you couldn't, but I was able to. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you was. And I'm glad you're here. Thanks. So with the Facebook gaming partnership, how did that come about? Like, what was the, like, how did you get it? It was interesting. I feel like it almost like popped up out of nowhere, but there were, there were words that um, we were getting a program and what they did was they grabbed a few of the, like the first black creators we had on the program um, and like had a discussion with them to see like how we can amplify and lift up the voices of black creators. I mean, because if you just go scrolling on Facebook's like watch page, you know, for live streams, like no matter how many viewers we have, we're not up there, you know, and it's like, where can we get the exposure? Where can we get where where in the algorithm are you going to allow people to see us? So, you know, they had a meeting, they sat down with people and were like, you know, how can we make this work? Um, and then the program just like popped up and there was like an application process to, you know, to ask why, like, why do you think you should be a part of this? What are you going to do with the, you know, the money given to you? How are you going to expand and keep creating? And basically you're applied and you just hoped and prayed that you got in. And I did. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> yes. Which is awesome. Um, and you're quite consistent on social media. How important is it to you as a career? Oh, it's pretty important. You know, I had a, okay, so I had a situation where at one point my Facebook got hacked and I could not get into that account or stream for about two weeks. 
it took two weeks for them to get it back. That is like a content creator's nightmare. <laughs> it was, um, I honestly like just wanted to just quit at that point. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> but, but that pushed me to go, that pushed me to basically go stream on another platform, which was Twitch. And with that being said, like I was able to grow my community on Twitch. Like I, I, in a six month span, I was able to grow my Twitch to like a thousand followers, which is difficult. You know, like that's not, that's definitely not easy to do. But, you know, with the, the, the type of social media we have right now, I feel like you should be growing your content and you should be everywhere. Like, you know, if someone's going to ask you like, oh, do you have a YouTube? Like you should be able to be like, yes, I at least have it, you know, and I, you know, I got something on there, but you know, not everybody's favorite platform is Facebook. Not everybody's favorite platform is Twitch. Not everybody's favorite platform is Instagram. But for the situations and opportunities or whatever, you never know where people are going to find you and what they might need from you. So I do recommend putting yourself everywhere. You should have your content everywhere. Um, it just allows you to be more visible. You're more versatile um, and you can make more of a name for yourself. And um, so you recently went to Anime Weekend Atlanta. Yes. How do you prepare for conventions um, and like both in terms of cosplay and content and your overall experience? So for Anime Weekend Atlanta, it was a little last minute and my stream team, um, we did apply for panels. Like we applied for panels on the East Coast and we applied and we got the panel. And typically I'm, I've been there for every panel we've done, wherever it is. And so I was like, OK, yeah, I'll definitely do it. And we got a little bit of the team together to be able to do the panel there. But they were like, yeah, we got you a badge for all four days. And I was like, what? I've never been to a convention for four days. Best <laughs> believe I was not there on four, for four days. I was there for three because I don't think that my brain would have allowed me to function for four days straight with a lot of people. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I typically am like, OK, like what are the easiest cosplays to walk around in? Like I think about all the cosplays I've already worn and it's like what is the most comfortable for me to be around with my feet what you know are my feet going to be okay is it easy to take this off to go to the bathroom am I going to be sweating walking around all day is this too heavy on my shoulders um so I typically pick the cosplays that are the easiest and most comfortable to put on and I like I separate all my clothes like this cosplay I need these accessories to go with it so I have like a little bag that has all the accessories for that cosplay along with the wigs I like you know stack them on top of each other with them on top of each other with the matching shoes so I know that I have everything for my cosplays um but I try to plan them out like a week in advance so I'm not like really stressed because I can't do it too late and I can't do it too early I don't operate doing stuff too early <laughs> I've never done I've never done that I'm like the procrastinator but I at least know you know how to get my stuff together you know what i'm saying so about a week in advance i like start thinking about it and then like three days before i'm like all right let me actually get the cosplays out and then for content honestly i'm always on tiktok so i'm always saving sounds and trends that i think would be really fun to do with like a group of people that will like look really good and just you know play well to the eye and it's like oh my god they were at awa too and i missed them oh snap i saw these people you know like so i always just look mm. at stuff that people are doing at conventions or just really cool trends that have already been done um and i'm always like making playlists like hey i had this idea i think this would be really cool for us to do so yeah nice so how do you see your future in content creation are there specific directions or projects that you're excited about Whew. As of right now, I am 
It's been an interesting place for me to be completely honest with you, and I am just going to be transparent. I ended up getting my contract terminated about four months early from Facebook this year, so I haven't been like full time streaming and like working as much. So it's just been a really weird spot. Like, I want to create. Now, is just the bare creation going to continue to allow me to pay my bills and stuff like that? So, honestly, I know that I'll be good. You know, there's brand deals and then there's stuff with other companies that I'm always working towards, you know, to allow me to keep creating and, you know, making content and having some bit of income. But honestly, I don't know what I see myself doing just yet. There's so many things that I want to do and I want to experience it all. But like, you know, I want to like be a a stunt double. I want to. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to do a bunch of stuff. I want to do stuff like that or acting. I still you can't want see to me create... now, but I just did a double take when you said stunt double. Oh, um, yeah. Like, that's I really want to do it. <laughs> I <wasn't expecting> that. <laughs> yes. I haven't put all that. Like a lot of people haven't seen all of that. I have a like a film coming out hopefully in December um, for a black black canary. So I'm working on that as we speak. And, hmm. you know, y'all will see that when it's time. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I want to do stuff like that. I want to just create and show how I can be creative in whatever it is. Like I want to work with makeup brands. I want to work with clothing brands. Like, you know, I want to style new fits for the winter, the summer, the fall and spring, whatever, you know, and I know I don't have a direct answer or direct direction and what I want to do, but that's something I'm still working on. And there's so much opportunity and there's so many cool things that we can do. And it's just how I'm going to get to it and put my mind into it once I get it. But right now I've been like trying to reset before I, I guess, take off and do that. And we got one more month of the year. And I think that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the year. And then next year, I think, I'll be able to decide and run full force. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like a interrogation or like, what's it called? Career counseling. So you don't, you don't have to have a direct answer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like, I try to be, I guess that's just me being the, the transparent, you know, the, it's okay to not always have what you want to do or the things you thought you were going to do that you may not want to do anymore. It's just exactly like, it's really okay. And that's kind of just where I'm at right now. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I feel like that's where I am, like, all the yeah. time. Well, right. I was going to say, like, and you you have not met each other before, but I feel, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like you get along. <laughs> um, <Hey. laughs> this is, uh, everything you said is very familiar to me. Um, but I was going to uh, say, what's interesting, because like Tessie mentioned, we've, we've done this event and we speak to a lot of young people um, about well, different things, different creative careers with content creation or, like, working in video games. But for mm -hmm. content creation specifically, what I've become aware of is that at where we are at the moment, like content creation is or like can be a viable path being full time um, and building a career around that. But it's just not very known. And I guess I imagine it's the same in the US as it is in the UK. Like they're not doing classes on it in, in school. And right. what you've described is like a very realistic journey is it something that you like how much of that journey that you're going through now were you aware of when you started and for people who might want to do something similar like what what has surprised you oh my goodness honestly I when this kind of like popped up I feel like I didn't I didn't know nearly as much as I do now and I mean the bare minimum I just knew that streaming was fun this was this was never supposed to be a full-time thing y'all I 
was streaming for kicks and giggles because it was fun and I loved playing games and I wanted other people to play games with. That's it. So when I when I had that mindset, I was like, this is just all I'm going to be doing. And then everything else started happening. And I was like, oh, oh, you want me to do this for what? You want me to do this for how much? Oh, OK. You know, you like you just never know when it, it was turning into so much more. Um, but, you know, within the past few years, I went to gaming conventions. I've been to a lot of anime conventions and you learn a lot. Like I got my first like PC partnership by going to a convention. I got other sponsorships and other things from meeting, you know, different CEOs or marketing directors from many, many, many different companies. Um, And I didn't even know that was a thing until I went to my first PAX East about two years ago. And it's like, I didn't even know that these people showed up at these events. And I didn't know that those are the connections that you can make. So there's so much more information now than there was before, I feel like, because all before, I think we were all just streaming to have a good time. And then once we got the opportunity to know that there was a profession in it, like there's way more than just the, oh, here, let me pay you to do this. Like, you know, are you paying them to use your content wherever? Are you paying them? Are they paying you just to stream uh, like a new game? Are they paying you for X, Y and Z? Like, you know, are they using your content for three to four years? You know, like there's there's so much more to just the playing the game or doing something for money, you know? So I feel like within I feel like I'm rambling. But at this point, there's a lot I didn't know. And I still don't feel like I know it all now, (laughs) even though I've been doing this for so long. But I think it's a little bit more accessible than it was before, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So I just want to touch on a bit of cosplay because I feel like we haven't spoke that much about cosplay specifically. But what was the first costume you ever made and what inspired you to create it? Um, so the first one I ever did was Nessa. She's the black water gym leader from Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I was so excited to see a girl in this game who is black and one of my favorite typings of Pokemon. And I was like, my birthday's coming up. I want to go to this anime convention and F it. I'm going to I'm going to do it. This is what I want to do. It was just so spur. It was so random. I don't even know why I said it, but I just wanted to try. Something in me was like, just try. I was like, okay, whatever. So I knew nothing about wigs. I knew nothing about cutting lace. I knew nothing about hot glue. I knew nothing about sewing. And <laughs> I just didn't know anything about buying costumes or anything. Um, I actually don't make my costumes. I am not that talented. Hopefully this year I do have a sewing machine. So I am going to be teaching myself. But at the time, I like invested from another person that does create costumes. Um, and I had them make the original top and bottom. Um, I went and bought the wig and got clipping extensions and was trying to fit them all in the wig. And then I was like, <laughs> she has these little floaties that go on the side of her shoes. When I say I've never burned myself so much from hot glue, I've never poked myself so much from trying to sew the fabric onto these little floaty devices. I didn't even know what the thing was called. Like it was called a floral ring. And I'm like, I would have never guessed to even go look for something called that. So, you know, it was really just a trial and error, but it worked. When it all came together, it was so awesome. I was so excited. And I went to the convention and people were like, oh my gosh, aren't you Nessa from Pokemon Sword and Shield? And I 
was bugging out because I couldn't believe. I mean, it's not like I wasn't dressed like her, but you know what? Like, I guess I was just surprised. Like people were even asking and they're like, oh my gosh, can we take a picture with you? And I'm just like so emotional because I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. And it literally just came together. Like, I'm excited. <laughs> so I was just happy to see that my work like paid off in a way. It was cool. <laughs> it was oh, like three was years ago, I think 2019. Uh, I guess yeah. four years ago, right? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up to five. Oosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that sounds like, I love how it all just like pieced together. Yeah, like, it sounds really cool. So obviously you, you chose uh, Nessa being like a black character in Pokemon, feeling, feeling represented there. And um, so thinking of like the diversity aspect in cosplay, does the race of a character ever make you think twice when deciding what cosplay to go for? Not even the slightest. Like... If I love this character, most of the characters I cosplay, I feel like I relate to them pretty well, I guess, depending on like the series or if I just like the character. If I think the character looks, the design looks great, it looks fun, I'm just going to do it, you know? I typically try not to care, even mm-hmm. though I already know that there's going to be the controversy on the internet because that's just how people live. That's how they want to enjoy their time on the internet yeah it just it's so interesting to me i could never waste my time doing such a thing but you know i just do it because it's fun Mm. you know yeah do you what advice would you give for someone from an underrepresented background who wants to get into cosplay that might be worried about facing some of that that i always say just do it you know how nike's like just do it no but really just do it And (laughs) it really doesn't matter what people think, you know, think about why you're doing this and you're doing it because you thought it was cool and you were having fun and you absolutely love the idea of just being someone else for a little bit. So keep living that. Keep having a good time and don't let other people ruin what you have going on. Life is too short to not do the things that you want to do. And it's too short to be or to have regrets. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no need to have those. Go do what you want. You can always block and, you know, delete comments. And that's like the best. I know that's like now we want to hear, but that's honestly the best that we can do um, until life decides to uh, change. Maybe I don't know if it will, but, you know, life's too short. Block, mute, delete are all amazing friends. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to ask one more question. What is an unexpected skill that you've had to learn doing content creation? Um, an unexpected skill. That's a great question. I feel like unexpected is such a, uh, such a, such a great word. Cause it's like, you never know. Um, <laughs> catches you off guard, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, you know, I guess like, you know, the things you have to do and it's like, you just got to like suck it up or find someone else to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like unexpected i think the closest thing i could think of is maybe like video editing like uh, it's funny i used to video edit years ago and i mean like when i was like 12 years old and that was just for like stupid stuff but it's like i guess the what's the word not difficulty i guess the i guess maybe the difficulty because using i always like if i really need help editing i just pay someone to do it you know i don't because I don't want to do it, nor do I want to learn, because I feel like it takes me 
double the amount of time to learn to do it and perfect it rather somebody who already knows what they're doing who can take five minutes um <laughs> so i think maybe like extravagant video editing and camera work i started using my sony and have seen like a good like a really great bump in quality and response from it like people actually loved it so it's like oh my god i didn't think that when i changed something like that that people would pay a bit more attention to what i had going on but it's like you know anything quality over quantity every time but yeah i guess maybe learning how to use premiere pro and learning teaching myself how to use a sony a6000 has been a challenge and i I did it just because it was like, oh, I see other people using it. Let me just try. I know that's not really unexpected, but it's unexpected for me because I'm like, this is actually difficult and I don't want to do it, but I think it'll benefit what I have going on. That's really the closest I can think. I don't know that it's really been anything else. I would say like how fast you have to adapt to like the trends and stuff like that. But I'm like, I adapt fast. I know how to make change fast, whether I like it or not. You know, so I don't know. I was really trying to think of something, but I'm not too sure. I think that's the best (laughs) I got for you guys. I apologize if it's not the best answer. <laughs> no worry, no. It's your answer, so it's the best answer, and we're asking you about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of lied about uh, that being one more question from me. We're all protagonists of our own stories, and very good protagonists has a goal and a vision of success. What does success look like to you, and are you there yet? Um, I think success is very different for everybody. It depends on what do you want, short-term success or long-term success. And for me, I I feel like success is just achieving the things that you didn't think you could do or, you know, surpassing maybe the skills and abilities that you thought you didn't have. You're able to show that you can do them now. Success might be working really hard to get this brand to notice you and you know, they finally reached out to you and want to pay you for content. Success could be you getting a partnership on a different platform. I think success isn't really a specific answer, like generally. I think it's, you know, it is achieving something and it feels good about it, but it's like, sometimes that's not good enough for people. But for me, I know success is, I guess, can be different for everybody. It looks different for everybody, but I think it's just achieving a short term or a long term goal or, you know, or completing something that took forever for you to complete like there's so many different versions of success and am I there yet I feel like I've had partial success in like my journey because that has allowed me to continue to do what I'm doing right so I think that's my partial success and I think I will feel successful when I have a bit more going on and I know that I can survive and thrive off of content creation alone like I was before Mm. so hopefully we're just the goal for me is just to get back in that and I think I'll have my answer of what success is for me but i'm alive you know that's success yeah like come on (laughs) i love that i love that yeah come on now (laughs) every day i wake up i'm like damn i've done it again (laughs) you've done it again right i'm so serious it's been getting tough out here so you know like i'm here i'm present i'm able to see you and speak to you i can breathe like that is success in its own but content creation wise i want to be back where i was before In each of our interviews, we like to ask our guests to give advice for aspiring creative professionals. We've been talking about content creation and cosplay here. So what advice do you have for other listeners who may want to get started in creating their own content and sharing it with the world? Find something you really enjoy doing that's easy for people to relate to. Be very patient with yourself. Growth does not happen overnight. It can 
but don't expect it to. I always believe in setting low expectations so that if they exceed your expectations, you can be really, really, really excited. Um, And if they don't exceed your expectations, you know, you're not bummed out about it and it makes you not want to have, you know, not feel like you want to do this anymore. You know what I'm saying? You know, but the journey can be short. It can be long. It can be whatever you want it to be, but you have to find what makes you happy. Don't change your content for anybody else. You know, the right ones will find you and, you know, reach out if they want to work with you for content. And what else can I think of? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Nigel, where did you find chaos? Because I feel like, you know, <laughs> like, is there a pool of us that have like very similar thought that you, you just... Yeah, I, I just got, got a sense. I must have got a sense as like you, <laughs> you two needed to speak. Yeah. <laughs> This is the part of the interview where we like to throw in other questions or random things that didn't quite fit anywhere else. And one of the things that's just been burning in my mind is is your name, because there's like I feel there's always like a power in in names. And for you as Chaos or Little Chaos, what do you want people to? Because Chaos is quite a like strong image. Like, how did you come up with that? And what do you want people to feel when they see you and your content? So I got the name. I've had this name since high school, since ninth grade. And this all ties back to when I was telling you guys, I like really despise high school and people mm. started like showing a bit more love for me when they found out I could do cool stuff. So I had did this talent show. It was like a solo dance routine that someone else choreographed. And I added like some flips, some tricks. Anyways, I finished the talent show. Everyone's coming up to me like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you could do that. That's so cool. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You know, now everybody wants to be my friends. And this one guy comes up to me. He's a junior and he's like, hey, I have this group and we're a bunch of artists that love creating. I create music. Some are producers, some sing, some are rappers. And, you know, we, you know, just come up with like a name and I'll put you in the group. And he was like, my name is Tony, but I uh, they call me Why Not? which is Tony backwards. And I was like, honestly, that's so fire. And while I was on the cheerleading team in high school, they called me a little bit because I was the smallest one on the team. And uh, when I got home, I was like, okay, a name. Yeah, Lil. Okay, I'll be a little something, you know, but I don't want to be a little bit forever. You know, like <laughs> I just couldn't. I, I was like, that's not cool. But I just stuck with Lil. So I go back to him the next day and I'm like, hey, uh, why not? I think I got part of my name, but I don't I just might need a little help. And I was like, I got Lil because I'm small, um, but I don't really know what else what can come after that. He's like, well, how about Lil Chaos? You're like a little ball of chaos. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, I didn't expect you to do exactly what you did at the talent show. That was crazy. Like, you're so small. Like, how did that energy just come from you? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, it was just lit. I was hype. I like dancing. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's how I got my name, Lil Chaos. It stayed with me from high school. I mean, oh, my gosh, I was, what, 14 and I'm 29 now. It's been, you know, about 15 years. It's been a while since I've had that name. And it hasn't left because it it just reconciles with everything that I do. And I think what I want, what I want them to think about me uh, when they see my content is that this is chaos. Like they know that this is anytime that they <laughs> I've had people like look at something and they haven't seen me yet. And they'll be like, I already knew this was you, Chaos. I already knew this was <laughs> you about to pop up on my phone. But, you know, it kind of just gives them it gives them energy. It gives them motivation to continue creating. Like I want you to 
feel the energy through whatever I'm doing. Nothing I do is is half done. It's never at its 50%. It's always at its 100%. You know, I just want people to be inspired and, and show that defying the odds of, you know, algorithms and social media, like, put your stuff out there. People are going to like it. They're not going to like it. And it just is what it is. Like, have fun doing what you do. And I think people can see that through all of my content. That is cool. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that it wasn't even a specific content creation point that you came up with that name. It's just, it's just yep. been with you. And it's such a strong image that that brings up. Yes. And it gives me a really good idea of what what to expect uh, from you. So that is, that's a cool story. Thanks. And just as you've been talking, it's just like uh, also cool to hear like your diverse range of interests. And one of the other things, as I was talking about, like, say, young people trying to get into this and it being very entrepreneurial and having to manage yourself and your your time. So how do you how do you balance that? Because I think you spoke a, a bit about like your routine and, and how important is that to you to managing all the different things that you're interested in? Um, I will say it's actually really difficult because I do it all on my own. I don't have a social media manager. I am the social media manager and I live stream. And, you know, with that, it's like. How much time I spend looking at trends, how much time I spend preparing to record, how much time I spend cleaning the house or how much time I spend also with my dog or cooking or whatever. And then still trying to fit in in a stream is still very difficult. Even to this day, I find it um, stressful, but, you know, I make it work like I have my own chaotic way of doing stuff. And it's not like I do the same thing every day, like the first half of my day is always the same and then. After that, it's like, whatever gets done is whatever gets done. Like, spur of the moment, like, oh, snap, I forgot to post this. Oh, man, I got to do this. Like, I'm I'm pretty unorganized, but organized. But <laughs> it's the chaos way. But if you are great with organization, when I first started, I did have a calendar um, that listed the days I would stream and on what platform, along with any meetings that I had with um, brands. And then I just like always blocked out the times that I would start and end streams. So, you know, at least I knew that that part was done. And then everything in between would be responding to emails, posting anything that I haven't gotten to post yet. Or if I had a free day, like, oh, this is the day that I can actually record and do TikToks and edit, you know. So I kind of just like did it in my own unnatural, natural, chaotic way, I guess. But, you know, people are going to tell you that stuff is supposed to be a certain way. And it's whatever works for you, because life lives and <laughs> yeah, um yeah. i think life you does just, life. yeah it does and honestly i've been very successful with what i've been doing so it's not like it hasn't been working you know what i'm saying like i've done it like do i post every day no because i don't have the time but when i do have the time I, I do make sure it's posted i make sure my instagram grid looks great and presentable every time you know i'm not just throwing stuff on there like i want to throw the best of the best yeah and that's just kind of how i've done everything i know that's not like the best answer but if you do have a sense of organization. I say using a whiteboard is very helpful. Instagram and Facebook have great scheduling options if you prep your content the way that I don't. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, there's there's many options to do content. You can schedule on about every platform. If that's how you operate, A, go for it. I think it's very beneficial. Do I even remember to do that? No, because I have ADHD <laughs> and it's very hard to sit still sometimes. So scheduling stuff for a long amount of time is not my forte, but hmm. there are options. Okay. Many options yeah. for those that are organized. <laughs> organized chaos. Yes. That's, that's uh, just how my brain works. <laughs> gets things done. That is cool. So uh, speaking of online, where can people find you online? You can find me on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, 
really everywhere. Every social media platform is X low chaos X. The only one with Ida X is uh, Instagram because I just, I don't know. I should have just added the X to be honest. <laughs> but X low chaos X literally everywhere you're going to find me. Or you can just type in low chaos. You'll see me. That's on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Twitch, everything. Cool. We'll add those links so people can find you and uh, join in the chaos. So uh, chaos, thank you very much for joining us, letting us know about your, your journey and the work that you do. Thank you so much for having me. I know it was a little stressful, but we got to it. <laughs> we got there. Discord tried to try to stop us, tried to hold us they down. Did take us out. Tried to, yeah, they did try to take us out. We're going to have to, I don't know, fire back or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. So uh, thank you, everyone, who made it to the end of this episode as well. Hope you enjoyed the journey. Make sure you subscribe to Story X Story so you don't miss a future interview. We're always having these different discussions and deep dives and everything. Uh, you can also give us a five-star rating and review, which helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussion. And we are story creators ourselves, so you can discover our manga universe online. So all our titles are available at mymanda.com forward slash manga uh, or any convention that I happen to be at. You can find me there as well. Uh, don't forget, you can join our Studio 77 Discord today for free and get ready for the new Studio 77 membership coming soon. You'll be able to access our video content, digital comic illustration content, and get special access to events that we're doing over the, the year uh, as well. We've got a bunch of plans. A lot of them are for our Do I Look Like a Gamer video game representation campaign, which is now a yearly initiative. We're getting towards the end of this year, but every year we're going to run it back so it's a yearly initiative for diversity and inclusion in the video games industry and culture so we've got a bunch of plans that you can be part of including the year's photo campaign which features 40 players and makers so you can head to looklikeagamer.com uh, and check out the details there and stay tuned for more podcast episodes including creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture you can always give us a shout directly our email address is studio77 at myamada.com and our website with links to subscribe is myamada.com forward slash story x story so thank you for tuning in and until next time stay safe and remember Nike has really good lawyers, so just do it, but don't tell them you got it from us. Take care, everyone. <laughs>